This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening. And welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast, episode 168. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, Peter. How are you today? Uh, I've been worse, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm having one of those, I could complain, but no one listens days. So, yeah. Yeah. So, there well, you go. It doesn't help. I, I say, you know, first thing I say is like, is there something wrong with your face? I'm like. No, it's fine. It's the lighting. It's the light. It's just, I've always looked this way. What are you talking about? Oh, boy. We do have so, more gray than, than when we first started this podcast. That's for sure. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, my, my hair is still more pepper than salt, but it's they're slowly getting some parody there. You're getting saltier. You yeah. have to, <laughs> blood pressure starting to rise. <laughs> Parody. I like it. Oh, I've got, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about, man. We should just, we should just dive right in today. Okay. So why don't you kick us off? So I got, I got a, a signal message from you. A threat. That, that you, that's this threat that you are threatening to travel. Amen. I am. I am I threatening mean, to take to take this show on the road. We've been safe for two and a half years, but I mean, the safety is is about to be off. <laughs> <laughs> You've been safe for me. I get it. Now I get it. Okay, I see where this is going. <laughs> oh boy! So you 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 you're thinking about traveling. Yeah, so I, I am. Um, so I've got a few different opportunities. Um, one of my coworkers uh, is from Brazil, mm-hmm. and their entire family is planning on renting uh, an apartment for like a month down there. And I was thinking, like, it would be, I would love to go back to Brazil, but I would also love to have a guide because uh, Patrick Gray from the Risky Business podcast put it best. Brazil ain't for beginners. <laughs> and uh, so didn't it helps to have a contact. Hmm? Didn't you live in Brazil? or Still, it's different part of the country. Okay, it's a big okay. place. It's a big place. It's Just Portuguesa too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And my Portuguese is very rusty. It's been, you know, <laughs> 10 years. Although I live in Medford when a lot of Portuguese, uh, a lot of Brazilians are around. But still, um, so, it, you know, it helps to have a guide and, you know, and contacts and stuff. And my network, I never really maintained it. So it's kind of dried up. So mm-hmm. um, and places down there are pretty cheap. So you can get a decent apartment for like 40 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe I'll do that. Um, but I also was thinking, um, you know, I've got friends that I haven't seen in Oregon, Colorado, Nevada, and Tennessee. Tennessee, Nashville. So I said, maybe I could do a circuit of some sort. So, mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to figure out what this might look like. Of course, there's a lot of planning and logistics to, to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, it also hopefully won't uh, seriously impact my training schedule for my running. 
Mm-hmm. There's the time that I spend in Colorado will be impacted by my training because my mm-hmm. aerobic performance will be down the tubes for, you know, while adjusting to the higher altitudes. Won't that be good for you though? Yeah. Except that I, so I was only, I traveled to Colorado once back in 2009, eight or nine, a nine, I think for uh, an Aikido seminar, a week long Mm -hmm. seminar. And I don't remember how long it took me to acclimate or even if I did for the week that I was there, but I do remember um, that I, 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 I worked out and met up with a bunch of friends that I had known in the Aikido community for some years. And one said, Hey, you want to roll for a little bit? I said, sure. And, you know, in Aikido, there's a lot of, you know, like free rolling and stuff where you, you come in and, you know, give an attack and they respond and you just roll away with it. And, you know, there's a lot of tumbling and acrobatic type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he threw me three times and I was out of breath. And normally this is something that we would do for like half hour straight, constantly, boom, 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 boom. So, you know, it's like sort of like running like maybe a hundred yards, not, and not like sprinting, just like, you know, going out Mm -hmm. and jogging and just like, my God, my, you know, limbs feel like they're made of lead. So, so that would be, you know, could I still train? Yes. Would I make my mileages that I've been doing right now? Probably not. But yeah, I mean, if I could spend a longer time out there in the higher altitudes, sure. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a possibility. And then, um, you know, of course there's you, Mm -hmm. um, there's my former neighbors who now live just South of Las Vegas. Uh, plus it's conference season and I'm wondering if I might be able to swing one of my vendors into at least, you know, part of my trip, like flying me out there to Vegas mm-hmm. or something like that. So that might be fun. Yeah. Um, and then of course, friend of the show and co-host of, uh, friends with beer podcast, Scott Wilsey would love to see me out in Oregon so, mm-hmm. or love to be not safe out in Oregon or whatever you want. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm thinking about traveling and, um, I, the only big thing I'd have to do is, I mean, I've got, uh, I just need to arrange for some coverage for my uh, classes at the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. So, but I've already told the, um, the owner that I'd be you know, planning on like going walk about for a little while at some point. So it won't be a huge surprise. Nice. So there you go. Yeah. Right. We'll have to coordinate. Cause, uh, I mean, we could even get, uh, some of our old friends tim richter or bill to swing in down to the middle of the country and we get together and uh we could also go to the uh to the lavender farm which you've not seen yet and they're all baby pictures Mm -hmm. well i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna get a good aerial photo this weekend uh so you can see the fields i mean of course plants are three inches right now they're not very impressive at this moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they will be well, how, they need a few weeks or, or what? You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So by midsummer, um, I expect them to be, uh, so they're, they're three inches tall right now. Um, mm-hmm. And some of, they grow like weeds, really. I mean, they are a cultivated weed bush. I mean, <laughs> I guess all plants are technically a weed. It's just how we classify them. But they, uh, by midsummer, I should have probably a little 12 inch bush size plants all by summertime have you considered uh looking at products from manscaped.com (laughs) manscaped.com what i well what do you what do i do there a little 12 inch bush i mean it sounds like you got some problems (laughs) 
could use a trim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that movie? Oh, what was it? Uh, with Adam Sandler and he's an Israeli uh, special forces. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I'm afraid to. The Zohan. The Zohan. Yeah, no, I have not seen oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you got to see the Zohan. It's stupid. <laughs> any updates Any updates from technology from your side these days? Oh, uh, technology-wise, so, um, I mean, just random stuff. Google updated their chat, their Hangouts back to chat. It used to be chat, but and then they've changed the interface. And um, you do have the option to go back to the old interface. And I went back to the old interface because I didn't feel like uh, the new one would, kept me productive enough because I like the way the old one, I had a display bar along the sides and, and I could see who was chatting me, kind of give me a little dialogue a little bit easier than it completely disappearing. And all I see is a window or I like I have a chat, but I don't know how important it is. So yeah. I like it. That's I did right. notice. So one thing I've noticed is that one of my clients, apparently back in January, uh, sent me an invite on Hangouts, and mm -hmm. I cannot make that invite go away. Ah. So now it's funny is because of I, they set me up. So I have a um, I have a Google Apps account with their domain as mm -hmm. well. And so she probably figured, oh, I'll just use the one we have because we've done that a number of times. But I never noticed that on January 18th, she sent me a chat request in Hangouts. I cannot make it go away. Hmm. I, I've seen it. I've turned off history. I've told it to delete the conversation. I've told it to archive the conversation. I've told it to, um, did yeah. you have to leave the conversation or you don't, well, I can only leave it or hide it or block and report. I don't think I want to block and report this person. Yeah. <laughs> so, Maybe you just hide so, it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it but it, it comes back every time I log into Gmail, it's, it's back again. Hmm. Well, so I don't know uh, what to do about that. It's kind of annoying. So that's my extent of experience, but, but I'm, I must've said not now or something, but this happened coincident to the new experience coming out. Mm -hmm. So I guess I must've said not now and you know, just don't show it to me at the moment. So, I don't know. So also from a tech standpoint, I, I've got to get back on a, a health tracking watch and I'm looking at the Apple watch the, the I've got some questions for you about the Apple Watch though before I can make my decision. One, I don't think I need cellular in it because everywhere I go, I've got my phone and I my iPad has cellular. I don't really need a third device to protect me with cellular. I've got cellular. Yep. I, and I'm and I know the purpose is so you can run with your watch or go with your watch with none of these other peripherals, which might be nice, but I'm not seeing very many scenarios where I need that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Not a runner. That, it, well, exactly. If you're if you're always going to have a phone nearby, then you don't need the cellular plan. Mm -hmm. um, iPhone. Excuse me. Uh, even recently, since I'm gearing up for an ultra, and that will include carrying a pack, and you know a camelback of water and, you know, a bunch of other gear and well, not a bunch of other gear, but basically a pack and food. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I find that the weight of a phone, even a big, thir- you know, Pro Max phone, is somewhat negligible. So I've been running with my phone even on days when I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes I'll still do an ultralight, you know, and I sometimes I, I don't even bring the headphones with me, and I just run with you know nothing but the the phone and the heart rate monitor well clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> minimalist, super minimalist running. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is nice though to have that just freedom of just like not carrying anything, and, you yeah. know, like eventually after a little while, you know, the, the, with the belt that I use to carry my phone, you know, I start to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely days, um, like when I start to feel a little thinner and as my training starts to kick in and my weight starts to go down, that belt that I have gets a little loose. <laughs> and so, you know, suddenly there's a phone flopping around, you know, my, my waist and, and, and that's a little annoying. So, mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to be using it mostly for indoor stuff and your phone is already nearby, then you don't need cellular. So I want to, so, well, one, I'll go back to my motivation and then I'll tell you what I'm going to do. My motivation is I, I want to lose some weight. I want to lose about 15 pounds and I know I'm going to be hungry because I'm going to have to limit my calories. Well, if I can't, if I'm not tracking my exercise, I don't know how many extra calories i could be eating because i i would i don't like being hungry i mean i i didn't get to this size by being a hungry man (laughs) (laughs) got it got it (laughs) so i want i mean that's the that's the reason i need to track it so i need to know how many calories that i burn so that i you know now instead of 2200 calories i can now eat 2600 because i have exercised enough to still meet my minimums so and still lose a pound a week so yep um but so what i would love to do is i'd love to be able to listen to audible on my apple watch or any watch with my bluetooth headset and Mm -hmm. not have to have a phone on me that would be nice yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen with the <laughs> Apple Watch because I am not aware of the existence of the Audible app for Apple Watch. Okay, is so is there the Apple Podcast or the Apple Audio Book you can listen to? Ah, uh, I believe you can. I've never used that actually, though. That's a really good question. Is is um uh podcasts certainly you could do on your watch well let's find out open app store don't let your credits expire because now there's an apple watch app store as well as the iphone app store um see this is where we should have had um friend of the show scott wilsey on Mm -hmm. because he would know the answer to this already in fact I predict that he is, yeah, so Apple Books does books and audio books, and it is available for the Apple Watch. Audible app is available for iOS too. Audible, oh, look at that. It is there. I Cheers. That, I sit, I was wrong. And Done. what I was going to say was that, and and that, um, you know, Scott is probably throwing something at the, at his podcatcher right now. No, of course, you idiot. You can do blah, blah, blah. So. Dang it, Peter. <laughs> Dang it. You should know this. That, so. so that's awesome. Because then, because I'm working a lot. And I mean, like running saws and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a hassle to keep my phone in my pants pocket. And this way, I have it right on my watch. Now, 
okay, so we solved one problem. <laughs> How long will the watch work while playing and listening to Bluetooth during a day? Okay, so I ran the Bay State Marathon with my watch playing music on my Bluetooth speakers with the um, um, fitness tracker running. Now I was using an external heart rate monitor, right? So it was Bluetooth to that as well. Mm -hmm. And I carried my phone. So it was doing Bluetooth connection to the phone. So I was not mm -hmm. using data, but I did that um, for, and that was like, you know, what, four hours mm -hmm. or however long it was, yeah, four and a half hours. Yeah, it was a terrible time. Anyway, um, <laughs> four and a half hours or so of nonstop. And, um, I forget what the battery life was at the end. So Apple will tell you like, Oh, it's 18 hours of battery. Life. Yeah. Bull. Mm -hmm. Um, but generally you can do, uh, you can, I, I have rarely with my new series, I've got the series six, which is not the newest, but mm -hmm. I have not had battery problems even on days that are, you know, like long. So, and especially since I'm not using cellular cellular was definitely, it is definitely a drain. So mm -hmm. like if I was going to go out for like a 15 mile run, on cellular and using the fitness tracker and Bluetooth, it's probably going to be like, I don't know, I'm guessing like in the low thirties or so when I get back. Mm -hmm. um, but um, with the previous versions, I know like it, I, when we did a hike, um, I hiked Mount Washington and the battery did not last all day. Okay. So, you know, and that was not using cellular. It was not, I don't even think I had cellular at the time. Um, it was just doing fitness tracker. That was it. Mm -hmm. And it could not handle that. So, but I, I generally find, you know, if you charge it up before you start doing your, your things, mm -hmm. you're probably going to be fine. And again, if you're not using cellular, then you know, that's a big, that's a big draw. Yeah. So, you know, but I haven't, um, you know, cause again, usually when I run, I'll do audio on, on the, the, um, the watch. Oh, and I, that's another thing I've been doing too recently is I've been doing audio and navigation on the watch as well. Okay. Um, I use an app called footpath. It's available for all iOS and it's a web app and it, it's available for the phone. And I draw out my maps on the iPad, draw Like I sketch where I want to go and preview the distance, the route, and the elevation. And then when I like it, I can send it to my watch. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is that the watch seems to always be better at handing off a conversation if I'm playing um, podcast or music. Whenever a footpath has some guidance and says, you know, at the next intersection, turn left or something, the phone always gets messed up somehow. Mm -hmm. And when the phone is tucked away in my belt, it's a serious inconvenience to have to stop, pull it out, fiddle with it, figure out what app stopped, hit the play button again. Mm -hmm. and, and also to pull the phone out and look at the map to figure out where I am or where I turned off the, you know, the path or something. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to just glance down at the, the watch to pick that up. Um, but again, that generally draws a little extra battery. So for that reason, I've been carrying the phone and using it for the data as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's another use that I have with the watch. So one more question. <laughs> so oh. I know that you don't sleep with your watch on. Sometimes. 
I want to sleep with it on because I yep. want to track my sleep. Yep. Um, I do that. I need the screen to be completely black. I you need, I need it yep. to, to not pop on when I roll over. Nope. Okay. In fact, the way they handle that is when it's in sleep mode, you have to, if you touch it, you'll get just the lightest, the faintest glow. And mm -hmm. you have to roll the dial. You have to roll the, the dial mm -hmm. multiple times to get it to even present the unlock screen. Okay. So they've done a really good job with that. Um, uh, the last uh, on and off for the past week or so, I have been sometimes not using it, but I frequently do use it for sleep tracking. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I do like, it, it gave me some insights, but in general now it's like, I generally know what I have, you know, where I'm mm -hmm. at. So if I've forgotten to charge it throughout the day and I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, I just, I just put it on there, but I like to, I, I like collecting metrics. I collect, I like collecting data points and I like being able to look back and see how my sleep is, especially, you know, when I'm concerned about training and I'm trying to figure out, okay, why am I slower lately? You know, if, mm -hmm. if it's not a diet thing, it's not a training intensity thing. Is it, is it a sleep thing? Is it, you know, whatever. So, mm -hmm. so I actually do use it and I am very surprised at how little I thought I would never be able to sleep with a watch on. It's going to wake me up. Just having it there doesn't bother me at all. I'm very, yeah. very pleasantly surprised about that. All right. And then you use your earbuds. Do you use your earbuds on your phone and your Apple watch? Sometimes. Um, when I'm in and around the house, I'm generally using the Apple AirPods Pro with the phone or with the iPad. When I go running, I use the Jabra Elites, mm -hmm. 65Ts. Um, but, and it is generally, they are paired to both the phone and to the watch. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you start them up, the, the Jabra's will say like connected two devices connected. And that's another thing that I find is a annoyance is when they're paired to both every now and then for no reason, the connection will just drop. Mm -hmm. And again, when I'm running, that's a pain because I have to stop and pull out the phone and fiddle with it. Mm -hmm. So I usually forget them and unpair them from the phone altogether and mm -hmm. just use them on the watch for that purpose. Yeah, because that's what I imagine would be happening is exactly what you described. If I want to yeah. if I want to use it on the watch, I'm going to use it on the watch and unpair it from the phone. Yep. It's simpler that way. And even Apple. Oh, my God. They're, the, the AirPods they're they're pairing and you know there's so many stupid odd bluetooth issues with the airpods sometimes it'll just connect to the iphone automatically and stuff i turned all that feature off where it's trying to be smart about what to talk to mm -hmm. um, and it seems better but that's a whole nother tangent i could get whole nother that is another <laughs> tangent that i could go whole down nother. <laughs> whole nother tangent um separate tangent that i could go on about the airpods and the audio quality because without fail if i'm on a call of any significant duration there will come a time when the connection will just get super choppy. And I either when I'm speaking or who I'm listening to sounds like a Decepticon <laughs> and the connection just breaks up. And, you know, if you listen carefully, you can still sort of understand who's talking and sometimes you can make out a word or so, um, but it happens constantly. And when I call Apple about it, they're like, oh, well, just reset your network settings on your phone. 
that's a lot of settings that I'm losing and having to re-enter all these, you know, freaking Wi-Fi passwords and stuff. Like, guys, fix this. <laughs> it's like it's Apple AirPods connected to an Apple iPhone. Those are the only two variables here. You make this thing work. Never happens on my my Jabra. Never mm. happens on the Jabra. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm really pleased with those. Those are still my favorite headsets. Earbuds. Yep, they're pretty good. I am looking at something else though because what I said I had those on the the marathon. The batteries died out at about three and a half hours. Oh, really? Yeah, and I did not have my charging case with me. Oh. So, and as you know, unlike the <laughs> AirPods, you can't charge one and listen with the other unless the you know you're just charging the left. The left can be all charged up, but the right's going to drain. Mm-hmm. So I've been considering something else for long runs, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the longer races, they even ban headphones altogether. So you're mm-hmm. not even allowed to bring them. So, yeah, I could but. see. I mean, I could see the hazard of people having head when I'm doing yeah. something like that. I only put one in so yeah. that I can hear with yep. I mean, with the other side. So I, I don't run into people. I don't have accidents because yep. if you're in completely in your zone, you wouldn't hear somebody coming up on you yep. <laughs> clobber them that'd be a exactly. bad thing yep <laughs> well nice so, well sorry sorry about picking well all right sorry i say one more question how long is it, it it says it takes like 45 minutes to charge to like 80 percent yeah um, what um, do you what do you use to charge if you were going to uh have a method of charging your watch yeah. Besides your car or your home charger, what yep. would it be? How would you well, charge it? So I have uh, extra chargers. Mm-hmm. So I have one charger on every floor in the house and one in my car. Mm-hmm. And when I travel, I take the one out of my car and just throw it in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. So I always have one with me. Um, I'm, a, you know, just like the early iPhones when battery life was not that great on the phones. I am a big fan of opportunistic charging. Mm-hmm. So anytime there's a charger available, like right now, I'm just standing here. My watch is on the charger on the desk mm-hmm. just to, you know, keep it topped off. Uh, but it does, it does charge fairly quickly. And again, like, you know, when I get in the car and I'm going to be driving for a long time, I just slap it on the charger and, and go. Yeah. Um, so I do spot charge it throughout the day once in a while, usually um, like when I'm getting ready before a run, that's when I really want to have it topped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with the series six battery life has been way better. I had horrible battery life issues with the four and I swear it was a, either I had a couple of duds or it was a software issue because there were times that I would just like walk out the door go for a walk and get to my bank. I remember I went to my bank one time, um, and which, which is only half a mile away from my house. And by the time I got there, the battery was down 25%. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, eventually they swapped out the phone, the, the watch and the same thing kept happening. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the series six and then the, you know, the problems went away. So, yeah. So, yeah. but, but you, you would get a seven. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go seven. I'm gonna go yeah. seven with GPS. I'm not gonna get the cellular. Um, I'm just, I just don't, I don't need it. I've yep. got enough cellular devices as it is, and I don't need another cellular charge on my Verizon bill. Another subscription. <laughs> another <laughs> subscription. Yeah, bump that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, so, <laughs> so you mentioned Google Apps. 
Yes. What's up with so, Google Apps? I think we've talked about this on the show, how, you know, the, the Google's free forever, free for life plan is no longer free for life if you have your domains with them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't fault them for, for needing to charge for stuff or, well, probably wanting to charge. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I do fault them for saying free for life. You know, unless unless they specified whose life it was and that person is dead, um, <laughs> I, I don't like promises that you can't keep. Um, but so so for Paradigm, I did, you know, pony up the, the money because we've been on the free plan for years and it's been just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a bunch of steps I have to do. I like I gave them my credit card, but that's as far as I've gone. <laughs> I've, oh, yeah. There's some other stuff I have to do to, to finalize this. But I also have a client who is on the free uh, for life um, plan, which is no longer free. And they said, well, you need to, you know, we need to sign up and pick a plan. I said, fine. Now he's, I talked with the owner of the company. He's planning on retiring and winding down and dissolving the corporation at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, in between now and then, if you want to keep your email, you know, the path of least resistance is just to pay for the subscription for six months or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's way easier than, you know, they already have Office 365, so we could just port them over to that. But, you know, they would have to learn how to use Outlook, which they've never done. And, you know, and I hate people, Outlook. Outlook. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so, um, so I said, well, let me log in. And I dusted off our Google admin account that we have. We have an account in their system as well, mm-hmm. just for, you know, it's even named Google admin at clientname.com. Yeah. Um, won't let us log in. It says, we're sorry, um, this is the wrong password. Try the most recent password that you remember. And I use that one. And it says, okay, you need to go to account recovery. Log in from a system that you've already logged in on before. Well, we set this up for them about 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the last time they had a new hire or we need to make any changes to their account was about five years ago. We don't have any systems on record that Google recognizes us logging in from. So that's not an option. Mm -hmm. So I tried the account recovery and says, okay, what's your email address? I give it to them. And it says, nope, that doesn't work. Give Give us your recovery email address. Well, as it happens, this account's emails are coming to Paradigm's support address. Okay. So either I set it up as a recovery or I just have all of the emails forwarded, right? So mm-hmm. we still have access to the email for the account, but it won't let us log in. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, give us your phone number and your name. So I've tried Paradigm's Vermont phone number because it's a Vermont client. I've tried their phone number. I've tried the owner's name. I've tried my name. I've tried Google admin as the name. I've tried paradigm consulting as the name. I've tried all the combinations and permutations I could, doesn't work. (laughs) So then I reached out to Google and I said, here's my problem. Account recovery, can't log in. You know, what do we do? And they say, use this account recovery page. Like, yeah, it's the same (laughs) one that doesn't work. Done. Okay. What next? (laughs) Right. And it's not like I can just say like, you know, well, look, I will pay for support, right? I want to, I want to sign up. So I get this paid plan, but I can't because the only admin account is locked out. So wonderful. So I I opened it up and I replied back and said, cannot do that. And they said, okay, great. Someone will be back in like 48 hours. So (laughs) wonderful. Thanks, Google. In typical Google fashion though, like, no, you can't talk to us. It's all automated. 
Yeah. You know, do Google does this, Uber does this, Tesla, Amazon, Amazon, actually, they, they'll let you talk to a human. They make it hard to find the numbers, but once you do, you can actually speak to a human and get stuff. So that's good. But I mean, <sighs> I need to yeah, tell you so a funny fun. Amazon story offline. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. You go next. All right. Uh, you had uh, oats. What's I oats? oats. I will put a link in the show notes. Um, I made overnight oats last night for the overnight first time. Oats. Okay. And I adapted a recipe from one of my favorite YouTube channels. You suck at cooking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So I will put a note. I'll just, uh, I'll, um, I'll just put that on there. It's, it's hilarious. And, uh, and the, um, and the recipe, it was really, it's really simple. Like uh, flax and chia seeds, oats, almond milk. And I threw in some clementine oranges and I just set them in the freezer in the refrigerator overnight. Okay. So they weren't cooking overnight. They were just, just sitting. And then you heated it up in the morning and it was, I ate it cold. I ate it cold. I see. I'll eat eat cold oats. My, my wife, I like to eat. um, I like to pour oats straight into a bowl and put sugar on top and milk and I'll eat it just like that. I do similar, but I generally don't put sugar. Sometimes I do. Um, You hate sugar, but I, you know, like I said, I I don't hate sugar. I love sugar too much. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's one of the things that's changed too, though, uh, with my training plan, I am eating more sugars, but I'm trying to contain it to like when I'm running or days when I do my long runs. So this Mm -hmm. morning is one of those. And I did actually add some simple syrup to my oats along with the the fruit sugar. Mm -hmm. And I recently uh, did an evaluation and I decided that, you know what, M&Ms are pretty much functionally the same thing as Cliff Bars. So (laughs) now I stuff my pack full of M&Ms, the fun size packs, which are about 100 calories. Uh They don't melt. They're easier to eat. They're easier to chew. And uh, they're they're already in 100 calorie uh, containers. So I'm using M&Ms now as my secret weapon when I go on my long runs. Nice. Are you doing with the peanuts with them? Um, I just got a fun size grab bag. Um, mm-hmm. I love the peanut ones. Those are some of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I had peanut butter M&Ms for the first time. Those are delicious also. Probably mm-hmm. not as much protein as the actual peanut ones. Mm-hmm. But, um, but those are yummy. So I like those a lot. <laughs> cool. um, all right. Oh. You go next. Uh, so, so I had, yeah, we've talked about taxes on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. and most of the time the taxes are my fault that something goes wrong of, I just didn't do something properly. You know, I didn't turn it in on time or whatever I thought I did or what. So I, I owed money to the IRS and I was, uh, watching my checking account for the money to draft. And I've been watching it and it comes around and, you know, yesterday was the 28th and I'm looking at it. I'm like, it still hasn't drafted. I mean, so I, I email my, my tax preparer and I say, Hey, this still hasn't cleared. Um, Is it that long for the IRS to clear this? Because most of the time it's an ACH and, you know, it initiates. And then within 24 to 36 hours that it's gone. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, I've not seen it initiate or anything. He's like, oh, well, you didn't ask me to, 
to de auto debit it for you. I asked you to auto debit that my filing, my FAE, and my taxes. Mm -hmm. You did the other two, but you didn't do that one. Mm -hmm. I had to specifically ask you to file that. <laughs> I'm, I've been hearing stories about this. This was on, um, on Marketplace or uh, Make Me Smart podcast the other night where uh, people are not receiving their refunds unless they explicitly request them. And, you know, you could say like, well, the IRS, they were, they've never really been known at excelling at customer service. <laughs> so maybe they're facing the same challenges as COVID, or maybe it's a diabolical scheme to shore up the coffers a little more and just like, oh, you wanted that back? Oh, we didn't, why didn't you say so? Yeah, why didn't you just say so? Well, it reminds me about, it was about 20 years ago. I remember that no matter what the insurance carrier I had at the time for my health insurance, no matter what the claim was that was submitted, they immediately rejected it. Yeah. And then the provider would have to submit it again, and then they would consider paying it. Oh, my. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was shocked and amazed and outraged when i found that out because like you know i got this like four thousand dollar bill for like you know broken collarbone and whatever and they're you know i submitted it and like oh yeah the claim was rejected and i get a bill from the hospital what do you mean the claim was rejected and i talked to the billing person at the hospital they're like oh they do that all the time they just reject it immediately we'll just we'll just submit it again I was like, yeah. okay, number one, that's wrong. It's cutthroat. It's dirty. It's underhanded. And number two, if you knew that already, why didn't you already resubmit it? I just resubmitted. I mean, you knew that. Yeah. Because again, but, maybe I'll pay the bill, you know? Uh -huh. so. Yeah. But so here's going to be the result. In August, I'm either going to get one of two letters. I'm going to get a letter that says, you now owe X interest for 10 days of this not being paid. Or I'm going to get a nasty letter that says, you didn't pay it on time. Uh-huh. You're a crook. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to let you get by with this, but we've got our eye on you. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you're going to get a, um, a letter. I think you're going you're gonna to get a late payment penalty. That's what you're mm -hmm. going to get. Yeah. You're going to get penalties. Yeah. And what's going to happen, like I said, it's not going to show up till August. By yep. August, I'm going to be like, what the crap is this for? Uh -huh. <laughs> I thankfully have not been having a lot of that experience since, um, since winding down um, my sales tax and stuff for the state of Vermont. Mm -hmm. They were bad. Mm -hmm. Yep. I do have some hope, which like I said, it's, it may be unfounded hope is that is that I do pay um, um, the 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 estimated payments. Yep. So my estimated payments that I have with them equals more than what I owed them. Right. So I'm hoping that on the books I was still good. Yep. <laughs> You're a good taxpayer. <laughs> yeah. We like you. Give us how much money do you have? Just send it in. That's yeah, great. Just send it in. We'll yep. give it, we'll give it back to you if there's any extra. 
Um, Promise. Eventually. Also hurts. Maybe. Perhaps. If you, if rec- you ask. Twice. If you ask, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask a few times, maybe. You know. Well, uh, I don't even ask for it back anymore. I just say credit this um, for yeah. for next year, and yep. I'll plan my estimated taxes based on this credit. Yep. And I try not to think about how much money that we could be making investing that stuff that we're, you know, giving yeah. away. Yeah. Well, I tell myself uh, interest in savings or interest in bonds right now would be a waste. So I'd have to invest it in something smart. And yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, we've talked before about, uh, I'm trying to log in right now to take a look at it. Uh, about our investments and I have my stuff um, most of my my stocks and everything at um, TD Ameritrade which last year was acquired by Charles Schwab yay (laughs) so I had to start this process to move everything over to Schwab which Mm -hmm. is almost done they've gotten two-thirds of my stuff over there um, but it's really, uh, you know, disheartening when I look at my mint.com summaries and I see, here's your net worth. And it's been going down a little bit, stock market yeah. fluctuations and boom, gone. Yeah. Cause it all left that account. Went it all left the... that account and nothing was funded in the new one. And then all of a sudden this, you know, sharp uptick again. So that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. Um, not the most seamless experience. Uh, mm-hmm. one, they were having some technical issues, uh, but I had like five different accounts at, mm-hmm. at TD Ameritrade that I needed to move over. So I had to open up five new accounts and go through this rigmarole. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to like the good ones where all the money was, yeah. then I started having technical problems mm-hmm. and I couldn't complete it. And they're like, well, we can just mail you. I was like, do not send me paper. <laughs> I just, no, we're not doing that. I am not sending you back paper. You're going to make this freaking thing work. Finally, after like the fourth person I spoke to on the phone, um, he identified that my IP address was blacklisted. And so I called Verizon because I had I had tried. I had a theory about this. I said, I haven't checked. It's either my ISP or it's my my router. And right now I'm just using the Eero at home without any of the security features. Mm -hmm. But when I would switch over to LTE, I could get onto the site just fine. Mm-hmm. So I said it has to be either my router or my ISP. I haven't just you know I haven't uh, tried to isolate it. And the guy said, "Yeah, your IP address is blacklisted." So I probably called Verizon FiOS tech support, which infinitely better than Verizon wireless tech support. <laughs> um, called FiOS and I said, "Look, my my IP address is apparently on a blacklist." I looked it up with the recorded future and I got some details. I said, um, "I do work in information security." I do go to some shady sites. I don't remember hacking activities though. And I did just get a new router a few weeks ago. So I'm wondering if the IP address I got at that time was associated with someone else who was doing something bad. Can you give me a new IP address? Five minutes later, I got a new IP address. I had to reboot my router. Everything was fine. So, mm-hmm. and then I could get into Schwab. Everything's fine. I can see all my money. And, you know, just now I'm just waiting for the last third of my investments to show up. So... <laughs> there you go. Uh, cool. Oh, looks like my uh, one of, at least one of my portfolios is down eight percent today. Great, great. Yeah. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> well, it's been you know 
we put in we put in money in our um, educational savings accounts for our girls as soon as we could get a social security number for them and we could create one. And uh, we've had, I mean, a great economy for them to go into college because the money has been up and up and up, which has been nice. So Ashlyn's going to finish hers. Um, she's only got one more, one more year left. And right now we have planned accordingly and uh, she shall use almost all of her money uh, for college and have just a slight bit left over that she may be able to use towards law school. So that was, uh, I mean, it, it was for, I mean, it's all a gamble. You know, you, th you think about how much you're going to put in, you try to keep it in there and then um, hopefully it'll go through. So um, we'll see. We'll see what the economy does for the next. I need it to stay up for five more years and then I'll have both kids through college. <laughs> <Yes>. Winning, winning. <laughs> Winning with my fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, that's a, every time I see the stock market going down, I keep telling myself, ah, I got some more time. Ah, I got some more, some more time. time. Can't I retire yet. <laughs> yep, I guess I'm not retiring yet. Yeah. Well, I remember the, plenty of people in 2008 were planning on retiring. And mm -hmm. then it was just like, I guess I'm going to keep working a while more, you know, mm -hmm. after the, the, the real estate financial crisis. So. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is if you are healthy and if you can work, you like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I mean, I'd like to retire early, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, mm -hmm. cause I'm, cause I would get bored. Yeah. <laughs> so. so Twitter. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. So I, I mean, pardon my ignorance. I, I don't understand. I don't, I mean, I don't get one why Twitter still exists. It's only useful for a couple things. I feel like broadcasting uh, events with people that you don't know is good for that. Um, what does it matter if Elon Musk buys it or buys the largest share of it? I don't. I don't understand. Well, it is still there. Is a large population of people who are using it, mm -hmm. and the the thing that angers me about it is that elon musk is a yeah i deliberately <laughs> muted myself for you so you don't have Thank to believe that yeah um he's a spoiled little frat bro who is just like well you can't censor me and you know and then he's gonna plan it what he's planning on bringing back trump onto twitter also great oh, wonderful really oh yeah yeah. So I was like, this is great. Make it a platform for free speech and yada, yada, yada. And it's, I just, his shenanigans are just like, ah. anyway, um, that said, there are a lot of prominent information security uh, figures who post a lot of their findings and recent developments and stuff on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, the coronavirus, COVID-19 early breaking news and stuff like that was also on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, not enough people listened in time. And, you know, and of course, it radically or rapidly degenerated from lots of good stuff to lots of theories and FUD and a lot of fake news. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it has possibilities. 
um, you know, there's, it, it can be a good way to spread the word for things very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it can also be a great way to spread bad words and untruths. So mm-hmm. and I just don't see that getting any better with Elon. So, mm-hmm. so, so, but, but him owning it, why would, why would people bail from the platform? I mean, is he going to sell their I mean, what could he, I mean, what could he do with it? They were like, people would, would bail in protest just because, yeah. you know, because they don't like him or his practices. And frankly, I'm leaning more and more towards one of those, my running buddy, Greg, um, he has this, um, some might say irrational hatred of Jeff Bezos, which <laughs> is, um, which, which is only, uh, matched by my, some might say, uh, completely rational hatred of Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so uh, now we have Elon thrown into the mix as well. And he's rapidly heading towards the same level of hatred as far as I'm concerned, because he's, mm-hmm. he's just a schmuck. <laughs> and, and he's a spoiled, you know, rich boy who does all these things that he really shouldn't do. And but the law, the, the rules apparently don't apply to you when you're the world's richest man or even close. So, mm-hmm. And I don't like that. So, yeah. But, but then again, that's the way things are. So there you go. I did not know. <clears throat> I just don't, I don't use Twitter. I mean, I, it's part of our marketing program, but I don't use Twitter. Uh, but I did not know that uh, former president Obama is, has the largest following of, yep. of all users of Twitter. Like, yeah, huh, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I guess. I mean, I, I, I miss presidential presidents. I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, I'm with you there. I, I never voted for him, but I, yeah. uh, he was, he, he did the job and he did it professionally, which I can really appreciate professionalism. Yep. <laughs> Some days, you know, it's like, huh, the the bar, it's getting lower. <laughs> all right um i think we're gonna have to punt my big topic one more time <laughs> yeah uh we uh we got through what else did that yeah we 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 wasted a perfectly good hour perfectly good hour well i did i did want to um uh, a pitch a, a, a plug for debian debian linux okay has been my favorite Linux distribution now for over 10 years. Um, I like it. It's still the easiest to manage. And the biggest thing about it is upgrading. OMG. Um, I had this task today to upgrade a bunch of client servers from Debian 10 before it reaches end of life. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to, and this is a combination of uh, ease of, between Debian and uh, Linode, where I still host a, a number of my Linux servers in addition mm-hmm. to AWS. Um, I was able to very quickly and easily with z- like no complications, everything went just as, as, as smooth as could be uh, expected to upgrade a Debian 10 server to Debian 11 um, migrate it, it, it cloned. The first thing I did is I took a Linode and I took a snapshot. I cloned one of my existing servers. So it was like in this cluster, it was server number four. I cloned it to server number five, mm-hmm. upgraded server number five, validated that it was working fine. 
took down server number four. Clone server number five updated it to six uh, or, or named it number six, updated it to version Debian version 12. Mm-hmm. So in the span of about an hour, I went two major operating system upgrades. Mm-hmm. And then when I was done, I had a working 12 system. I blew away the 11 one mm-hmm. and cloned it back. So instead of clusters three and four, I have five and six. And instead of, I went from two in 10 to two in 12 in the span of about an hour and a half total. And nice. these are production systems, no interruption in service. Everything worked great. And mm-hmm. So Debian Linux, still free. Uh, definitely, they're going to get some um, some of my um, tax uh, deductible donations this year. So thank you, Debian. <laughs> it's, it's better than a Sophos upgrade, huh? <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> oh. See, I, Ubuntu is still my favorite. But Ubuntu is Debian-based. Ubuntu is based on Debian. There's a lot where they've split off, where they're Mm -hmm. not anymore. But it used to be. I don't even know now. Um, It's still using the same package manager. And it's largely has a lot in common. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't remember now if they still do. Because it used to be that um, the Ubuntu um, builds, their, their unstable, you know, or whatever, their testing build came straight out of the Debian testing or the Debian unbuild stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't even know if that is still the case, but yeah, there are still a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, Ubuntu, I believe, has become a lot more popular than Debian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, you know, a stronger corporate backing with the tie from Canonical who's publishing it. So there's a lot to be said for that. Um, that said, the upgrade experience for Debian still tends to be a little mm-hmm. better for me. So yeah, I haven't. I'm not running any Linux right now. I don't have mm-hmm. well, other than every IoT that I'm using. But <laughs> <laughs> and you but don't I'm, have any Android phones, right? I I technically have an Android phone. I need to replace it with an iPhone. I bought an AT and T prepaid card, and I bought an Android um, just so I'd have an Android. Same here. I, I, hate, <laughs> I hate the Android now. I used to, I mean, that was my thing. And mm-hmm. then when, when I got my wife and my girls into I, iPhones, um, I switched and now I hate the Android. <laughs> Funny how that works, huh? You know? <laughs> yeah. I hate the Android. Oh, man. The, well, the, <sighs> the, the thing that has the open source has made it open problems because <laughs> there's no standardization. Apple standard, every app iPhone you get on, whatever version that I have and version that you have, everything is exactly the same other than what apps you have installed and your back, you know, customization, but the core is exactly the same. I want to turn on iCloud. I go to here, 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 here. Here's your account, you know. Apple or Android, I want to do the same thing. Oh, well, which Android do you have? Which manufacturer do you have? Uh, Which carrier do you have? Because then they make it the way that they want it. Mm -hmm. And and I get, I get if you're a carrier being able to make the, make it the way that you want it is nice. But if you're with an iPhone and Apple, it's exactly the same. Yep. Every device is the same. I, standardization. 
there's there's something to be said for standards, you know, mm-hmm. and and consistency. And and Apple does a lot better job of that because they own the platform from start mm-hmm. to finish. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about all I have today. Um, yeah, I, I, we could throw in Footpath app as my nifty, if you like. All right. So, Footpath so, but I already nifty. talked about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Footpath for the nifty. Yeah, I did talk about, or I did add it into the notes for the nifty. Excellent. All right. Well, in that case, why don't you take us out? I will take us out. Dear listener. Oh. We, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic, you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you want to find Peter or me, you can do so at Paradigm Consulting Co. LLC, ParadigmCC.com, YogaWithPeter.com, FriendsWithBeer.com. And if you want to get with Elon Musk Twitter, then you can find it at, at Nicolaitis. <laughs> And for me, I'll, I only give sublimecomp.com. I'm going to add my, uh, my, uh, my roaming roan farm, lavender farm on there soon. Otherwise, you can find me at Elon Musk's Twitter at sublimecomp. <laughs> That's the thing. Now we have to brand everything. It's like the, the TD, you know, the TD Garden and, the, you know, the Bank of America, Chicago Marathon and the, yes, yeah. the Elon Musk Twitter. I love Elon that. Musk Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. On that note, I think you should push the big red button. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Elon Musk red button. The Elon Musk big red button. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.